Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the Living Learning Leading Podcast. James here with you. Today, we'll be looking at a new capability from the framework, confident and careful creators and users of ICTs. And we'll be visiting a new school, Our Lady Queen of Peace, and in particular, Sue Hackett and Lee Turbill's Year 5-6 classes. Just to wind back a little bit as to how this episode came to be, I was working with these classes on their own podcasting projects last year, and it was impossible to miss all of the Living Learning Leading framework and continuer posters in many places around the classroom. And I was working with the students for about nine weeks on their podcasting projects, and at any time over those nine weeks, when I'd ask about their experiences of Living Learning Leading, what they responded with were eloquent and I have to say enthusiastic answers that both showed an understanding of the framework and continua which was also grounded in a language of learning that surprised me in its maturity. I asked teachers Lee and Sue if I could come down to the school in term four to chat with them and their students about their work on this and the confident and careful creators and users of ICT's capability especially. Not really expecting to have to rug up a little. So it's December Okay, so it's quite, it's 21 degrees, it's a cold day for December the 8th. And then I sat down with the students to get an understanding of how their living, learning, leading journey began. When do you remember, like, the first time you guys ever became aware of this, the living, learning, leading capabilities? Um, I'll ask you first, Ava, like, do you remember the very first time you ever heard of it? Um, I think it was last year when we, they had put up posters about what it was, and then we started, like learning about it and getting questions and they would say like what key is this and like what key we're using in each lesson. Okay so it was in regards to all of your different subjects that they kept every time you would do something they'd refer back to the the the, the capabilities. What was that like doing that? That might have been a bit different. Uh, Yeah it was a little different but they kind of like made it more simple so we like at first we went through them all so we knew what they were and then if we needed help with which one it was we could look back at the poster and then see. Did that become easier as, as time went on? Uh, yeah it did because we kind of remembered them because we did lots of activities on them. Okay was that similar to what you were doing as well? Um, oh look I was in year four right. So oh, those are heady days. <laughs> um, and so we, we didn't do as much as activities as probably the five sixes would have done. Okay. But we still had the posters up and around our classrooms. I remember we did one thing where there was like, we, it was something to do with the colours. We had to like, it was like matching purple with a description. And we did something similar this year, but we had to match like purple with the description of like a key. So. Uh, so effectively using ICT, purple key is the ICT key, so we would we match those together. The one that you were just talking about, the purple one, the ICT one, which is this one here, confident and careful creator and user of ICT. That is a mouthful, man. That's a lot of information there. What does that actually, to you, what does that mean? Because that's a lot to be you're confident, but you're careful. Like, what does it mean to be a confident and careful creator and user? Because we're all confident. We're all creators and users these days because we've got phones and we make stuff. Um, But what does it mean to be a confident and careful user as opposed to just a normal user? Um, Confident and careful users is probably like confident is probably 
how like well you can use a laptop like uploading downloading work using things like word and powerpoint all the things we like learning utensils on the laptops um it's probably how effectively you can use those and how consistently like and how like effective you are with Mm -hmm. them and then careful i mean it's probably like not sharing your passwords with classmates keeping your online profile safe like your online image keeping it appropriate and going on the appropriate school websites. Sarayana has there ever been a moment where you feel that you've had to be a more careful user of ICT like as opposed to just using it the way that other people might because I've you know you I, I speak to like you know school students all the time and it seems that quite a lot of them you know they, they're just really happy to enjoy everything that social media and and the internet has to offer um, is there a way in which you think that you're maybe a bit more careful than other people might be? Oh, we have to be careful by making sure we don't send the wrong stuff on emails and that we don't send, like, funny things and said it's actually used for work and not just playing around. I think that's important because, well, it's your responsibility and it's you shouldn't really be playing around with that because it's also not really yours. It is your account, but it wasn't. Gi- it was given to you and it's not yours at home, it's for yours at school. And so therefore you should be responsible with it. Yeah. Now, uh, Laurel, I was in here doing some podcasting with you guys this term and, and made some absolutely amazing stuff you guys did. Congratulations on that as well. But one thing that came up in conversation was the way in which you were using uh, the living, learning, leading framework as a way of having like, I think it was like three-way conferences um, with parents and teachers. Is that something that you guys did? We had to do learner profiles, which meant that you, like the teachers would give you a sheet and it would say, it would say like how well you think of each thing. There would be a statement from the key capabilities and we would mark where we think we stand and then we'd give it to the teacher and then the teacher would mark where they think we stand and they'd give you feedback and have like a conversation with you and ask you like why you wrote that down as your answer. Andrew, I printed out the continuer here. Is this something that you've, you've worked through before? Yeah. You've done that, you worked yeah. through that? Okay, so as, as we look down the page here, we've got like um, a, a whole bunch of these different sort of l- these statements, these leading statements. I show competence using ICT, I generate ideas with ICT, I communicate and collaborate effectively. All of the sort of the different angles and ways people could explore that statement to be a confident and careful creator and user of ICT. Can you talk me through maybe your most memorable moment of when you've had to interact with this and it's actually been helpful for you? I I know like one way it's been helpful. ICT is like everywhere, obviously, so helpful. It's gonna be helpful almost any time you're using ICT. Almost all of this is like helpful and has helped me at least once. Do you think you're a, a, a more confident and a more careful user of ICT than you were, say, 12 months ago? Yes. How so? I have quite a few of online friends, so I've learned like how to be safe around them, like how to differentiate between someone that's like obviously like, trying to get your personal information. Earlier on, I think it might have been last term or it was this term, um, but earlier in the year we had this police officer came in and he was talking about, like, he was talking about ICT and our online, like, image on our profile. So 
even outside of school. Um, yeah, like Andrew said, socialising online with the right people and recognising those like red flags of someone who is trying to get your personal information and like, or someone who is trying to like meet up with you maybe because we watched this video and there was two people who met online playing a game and they started playing a lot together and um one of them um turned was like said do you, do you want to meet somewhere and um it was a girl and um and that we only saw the girl for most of the video and then she said sure why not and then it was like a, a grown man sitting behind a computer and that's really where the video cut off and it was like make sure to be a safe like user of um technology and everything and not giving away any personal information Students headed back to class and Sue and Lee then joined me to give me some insight into how they had approached integrating the framework into their classroom practice. So Sue, we'll, 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 start, we'll start with you. So tell me about the first, um, when was the first time you heard about this fact that this new framework was, was being created and that it was going to have to be something that you were going to be working with? Okay, so Lee and I had a little conversation. He said, do you remember when? So we had um, a podcast that I think that was presented by you about the key capabilities so that was the first time I, I heard the word and all, all of the language that um, surrounded key capabilities so my journey from then was unpacking the key capabilities personally and, and reading them and seeing if I could my head around them and how I would present that to the kids as well. <laughs> and, and what did you think initially were going to be I guess the, the, the big challenges and where did you see uh, possibilities because you're you're teaching year five mm -hmm. at the moment five and, six. five and six so you're teaching five and six so like you'd be looking at that specifically to go like you know how do I fit this into my lesson plan yep. and how do I you know approach this pedagogically at the same time as well like where did you see we're going to be areas in which you knew oh, I can definitely do that and where did you look at areas and go oh this is going to be a little bit hairy how am I going to do this yeah, so I needed to find something that I was comfortable teaching with and that I could embed the language and bring it in and show the children what this was all about. So I think it first started with just visually having all the posters around with all the continuer on there, just getting used to the colours and the concept. And we introduced um, the concept of the key for the key capability and the colour. So we thought that was really important to have something tangible for the children. So my next thing was how much, where am I going to start? Uh, so I started with my work with the kids on... Um, like a mental health all about me health program we run so we looked at the self no what's it called the self-aware collaborative and socially adept key and they all had their own copy so we actually went through it together and I think that was probably the first time I probably got it walking through the the core elements the sub elements and that the, the journey of the phases going through so I was quite excited myself by then and uh, they could actually mark in certain points where they had journeyed from and where they were at and then where they would go. Can you talk to me a little bit about that unpacking process? You said you sat down with them, you had the continuer there and you were talking it through. Um, 
could you talk a little bit about the way in which you did that and the way in which you make made it resonate for them and, and made it feel a bit more alive and a bit more something that just they weren't looking at it going this just looks like a whole bunch of words spl splashed across a page or a whole bunch of statements which aren't meaningful like how did you um engage with them in a way to actually make that um, um something that would actually really work well it would tie in it would have to tie in directly with so one content what is it one phase so one sub element and looking at one phase so i kept it really simple so we just looked at one aspect of something about themselves so i can't remember exactly what that was but it was every every line we had a conversation about so it was it was a long time that was spent on it but every every phase we had a conversation and we could talk about what that meant to us Lee, when you were um, working through it with your students or you were starting to plan for that, were there any sort of like straight away you went, oh, this is going to be a challenge trying to work with the students on this? The, like th I can see a few things um, uh, potentially getting in the way of, of making this really stick. And did that end up becoming true when you started to try to implement it? I think similar to what Sue said, if you if you try and do too much too soon, it becomes overwhelming. So it was kind of just focusing on keeping it fairly simple. Because, yeah, when we first looked at the continuum and you looked at all of those elaborations or you looked at all of the statements in there, that's a lot. Mm. And you're sort of thinking, and then we were sort of understood that yeah, it, it's not progression. So you could be at one phase there or you could be doing one phase there, which is, again, is a little bit daunting. And then trying to think about how, how is this meaningful for the kids, the students. So one of the things that I tried to do, or one of the things that I did do was when we first introduced it, explain the key capabilities, but then we actually got, I showed them the Australian curriculum. So I showed them the mass curriculum. I got that up on board and I said, look, you know, you need to know about equivalent fractions. This is what's expected at the year five, six level, adding fractions of different denominators, all those types of things. And sort of explain it from a point of view, that's content, that's content and that's knowledge. These capabilities, we really pitched it from a skills. They're actually, they're actually skills that are going to help you learn that content. They're going to help you learn and, and grow as a person, but also help you grow as a learner. Yeah. And, that, and then just trying to link it in as often as we can, but also making it genuine. Like it's kind of one of those things that if you're teaching resilience, you can't necessarily plan a lesson on resilience. Yeah. You almost have to pick those times when resi resilience is required or someone has shown resilience, that's the time to teach it. Yeah. So waiting for those times where there's, there is collaboration or there is self-discipline and then going and pointing that out with the kids saying, hey, this is a really good example of this. So you're really waiting for moments to occur where you can go, aha, there it is. There it you've is. Got, it's yeah. almost like you've got a trigger alert going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that bit from the living, learning, leading framework. And there's a little bit of balance. So it is also having specific plan lessons as well, but at, at the same time waiting when you see those opportunities where you can really link it in and tie it in. And because when they do collaboration and you can link it in, so Federation, say their example, they have to work together to create a persuasive text or a persuasive speech about whether we should federate or not. And when they work all together and they sign each other really good roles, you say, hey, that's the self-aware, that's the collaborative key you've just done. Because you did that effectively, you've now shown, demonstrated a really good understanding of Federation. And what have you seen? 
now. I mean, so what have you actually seen with the implementation of this? I mean, ultimately, you know, every every framework is fantastic. I mean, in theory, but it's not until you actually see the end results of it that you can actually see, oh, in, through the implementation of this, we've actually seen some positive outcomes. For you, where have you seen the, the sort of the, the, the greatest growth, if, if at all? I think just listening to these students here before that they could actually articulate where they were and their learning and experiencing experiences with the key capabilities was really quite fascinating because we don't often hear a lot of that just in a, a general conversation that was really interesting um, also that some of the children have said you know these are, are life skills these are things not just in the classroom so at the end of a unit um, we might reflect back and look at it um, I think in the initial planning, it's always there in the initial planning and then you use the moments to capture on it. But it's the reflection time I find really interesting that the kids can see that journey. Yeah, and I think interestingly, the one that we're actually specifically looking at today, the um, the ICT one. Mm. I mean, this is something that could not be more at the heart of a young person's experience at the moment. When you start working within this particular capability, are you seeing not minds being changed, but I guess um, young minds being informed or young minds uh, taking on a, a greater understanding of what's involved in being a confident and careful creator and user of ICT League? Well, I think the important is the second part of that key capability, which is probably in previous years, there's been a focus of, oh yeah, Dylan's excellent with ICT mm. because he's really good at making videos on the iPad or he's really good at doing this in PowerPoint and he can do this. But now there's more of an emphasis on, well, there's actually two aspects mm. of this. There's how responsible it is, how safe is he? You know, how careful is he? So it's been, and you saw them with the students, how they were able to articulate that. Mm. That That's now really becoming a lot more prevalent in their learning and in their discussions about, well, how well do you use ICT? Has there been any specific moments, Sue, that you could put your finger on where you've actually seen that go, yeah, there's actually been some transfer learning here that's evident? Good question. Definitely in our, in our photography unit when we reflected back, absolutely, and it was more of the focus on confident user. And I said at the beginning of this, where were we at, what kind of skills. So it helped them unpack the skills that they had learnt along the way. Um, just the uploading, the downloading, all of those technical skills. They didn't even know how to send an email. So they've had to even learn the basics of that. Right. So so in how has so so what you're saying is that the um kind of the, the capabilities that have been mentioned here and uh, some of the elaborations that have been named in the continua has actually changed the way that you've approached um, lesson plans and things in the curriculum itself? I think it could because I think if you're looking at this, you say that's what's going to drive me. That's going to be the driver of where I want to go. And it'll help narrow a focus. I think it's been helpful from a point of, like I said, oh, yeah, Dylan's good with ICT. Well, how, what does that mean? What does that look like? Oh, Dylan's good with it because he recognises that he how to use ICT, he can create it. Or he's good at sharing ICT ideas with others. Or So it just gives it that more specific wording and for sort of direction and purpose of what does someone who's effective ICT use actually look like. Yeah. It will be interesting for us next year if 
if we maintain a bit of uh, what would the word be <laughs> continuity with yeah, using consistency, yeah. yeah consistency so next year will be a telling point I think for us yeah I mean we're a little bit over 12 months so it's yeah. probably oh since you've started yeah because yeah, okay. yeah, I mean yeah, so I would say yeah, yeah. so we sort of started to unpack this in term two late term two so yeah in really it's been a little bit over 12 months so it's very still very early days for us but I think what similar to what you said when we did the learner profile and we had those statements where they had to identify themselves as learners that was really eye-opening for a lot of the teachers because they were I was surprised at how well they were actually able to articulate themselves as learners so that's kind of like oh okay so these kids actually do recognize what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are so that has been an ironing and that's something that we like where we can build on and you can sort of capitalise on a little bit and tap into. So the value of all right, so you've identified that you're not always great at working in groups. Yeah. So let's get better at it. How do we get better at it? What does that look like? It was one of your students that mentioned it was done in, in um, a parent three-way conferences. It would, the continue was used. Talk me a bit about that, um, Sue, about how that was done. Lee would, oh, Lee would, no, sorry, Lee. The driver for that one. Oh, okay, so part of the leadership team was at, at some point to unpack student agency and the key capabilities. They were going to be two main focus for the year. Um, and then so linked with that, the student agency was that we'd always done third term, normal, traditional parent, teacher, chat, chat. So we thought student agency, let's change that. Let's actually let the student drive the, and they would tell them how they're going as a learner. But then to link it in with the key capabilities and give it more purpose and more direction, we'd actually take statements from the continuer. And as the students explained well, they would sit down and they would identify where they thought they were. Teachers would identify where they thought they were, they would have a discussion on why, and then they would do preparation. So they couldn't just say, I'm cooperative when working with others, they would have to explain why they thought they were, or why they thought they weren't, or, and then they would have goals of where they could improve, and then they presented that to the parents. And yeah. for the most part, it was, it was really, there was a significant uptake in actual interviews, third term interviews. Prior to that, we hadn't had, weren't great turnouts. Um, so, so why do you think that is? Is it because the students drove it? Yeah, I think so. It's they more, wanted to. They, want, they wanted the parents to be there because they're the one presenting. So they wanted the parents to be there. They're the ones that are taking control. So you're you telling me that students are taking an interest in advancing the language around their own learning? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. It's <laughs> I just right. needed to make sure I had that right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really quite surprising. But yeah, yeah, it is. And again, because I think we were surprised at how well they can explain themselves as a learner. Yeah. And there's opportunities as well to say where not just the key capabilities, but they could talk about what's gone well this year and what they would like to improve and things like that. Yeah, right. So that sense of control, it's not completely, it's not the same, it's not completely dissimilar to when you're creating rules. If, you're, if you just create the rules, the students will go, oh, okay. But if they're the ones creating the rules of the classroom and the expectations, then there's a lot more buy-in and there's a lot more engagement from it.
you'd like to hear more episodes from the Living Learning Leading Podcast, there's a link in the show notes where you can hear all six episodes from season one and the three current ones from season two. And in this season, we're going through all seven capabilities. So we've already covered self-aware, collaborative, and socially adept at St. Catharines, moral, compassionate, and ecologically aware at Gleason College, and intercultural and globally minded at Nazareth Primary. Make sure you're subscribed to the Living Learning Leading Podcast wherever you're listening right now to make sure you get all our new episodes as soon as they're released. The Living Learning Leading Podcast is produced by ArchD Radio and Podcasting on behalf of Catholic Education SA. My name is James Meston. See you again in the next episode.